<laughs> Sometimes Fran, you know, it's funny to have him on ESPN. It is Mosley and Simcox with you through the 1 o'clock hour. It's the uh, hour of power. It goes by quickly, and uh, we hope that we hope that is the case for you, and we appreciate everybody who makes this such a, such a big hour locally. Uh, folks pull off the road and, and really try to focus on us, and we that means the uh, world to us. But, uh, Stephen, can you imagine, like, if somebody sent that to Deuce Bellow, wherever he is in life now, kind of his late 20s or whatever, just just Fran Fraschilla, the head Big 12 analyst for ESPN. <laughs> just just, just saying, ripping. This guy had zero talent. And I mean, because in a way, in a way he's, criti- he's being critical. I don't think that's what – Fran meant, but I mean, he's basically kind of almost saying Scott and the guys just got one completely wrong there. That they offered a scholarship to a guy <laughs> who was just an athlete. Zero. Now, or I, do, I think it's a little unfair. Deuce, Deuce would come off the bench, and much like Meyer earlier in his career, he he would he would impact the game. It might be negatively, but it, he would certainly impact the game and. He had, like, insane uh, athleticism. But I do think, and I seem to recall, he had he had some big-time attitude issues. And at some point, I think Scott and Jerome just got the program to the point where it was like, you know what, we don't need to take a chance on someone with attitude issues. Now, they, they took chances over the years. I mean, I – Lace Darius Dunn – was a great player. He had incredible athleticism. He could shoot the three. He was one of the great players in Baylor history. Stephen, they used to have to go. They'd have to send an assistant coach to go find Lace in Monroe, Louisiana. He would just disappear. It's like, where's Just take a Lace? few personal days. You might seen Lace? Oh, yeah, I think he went back home. <laughs> they go find him, bring him back. He'd, he might disappear again. <laughs> you know, Matt, you know, so. I, I remember <laughs> – didn't he like he broke Andre Emmett's like points record? Didn't he, Lace? You mean in the Big Twelve, yeah. like the Texas Tech Andre Emmett, who yeah. sadly uh, sadly passed away, was murdered? Yeah, um, I think you're right. I mean, I <laughs> he he was he was some kind of like insane three point shooter, and he right. kind of had like a a set shot. It was always funny to me how the, a couple of the greatest athletes in 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 and also three-point shooters in Baylor history, had kind of interesting shots. Like Andre Branch was one of them that goes back to when I was in school, and Lace Darius, and neither one of them, like, had a, you know, you when you think of, un, like, insane athletes, you would think they would have, like, jumpers. You know, they would, they, they, and Lace, when he wanted to, could just go dunk on somebody, but when they shot from three-point range, it was not like they had a lot of lift or anything. It was a very kind of – it was interesting. I would say someone similar to that right now is I, – I think if you saw Macy Oteague shoot, you you know, you, you just think he's he's got such a smooth game, but it's not – he doesn't get much lift on his jumper. It's kind of a – golly, it almost kind of reminds me of the Matrix. Now, it's not quite that dramatic. The Matrix would shoot it kind of almost from uh, his his midsection. Maceo has a better uh, delivery than that, but he has his own special sort of uh, shot mechanics. And so 
I think if you kind of look at Maceo when he shoots a three and stuff, you wouldn't maybe think he's like got all the athleticism that he has. And then every once in a while, he'll just kind of like rise up and dunk in transition or whatever. And you're like, dang. So I, I think Maceo Teague has a lot more athleticism than people realize. Now, he's not quite the all-around um, NBA candidate that maybe Jared Butler is, but he may have more athleticism than Jared. Now, what Jared's done that's incredible is just that he's worked so hard on his explosion that he is now capable of finishing in traffic like with a dunk or something. And, and that, that wasn't always the case. Now, the great thing about Jared Butler is he kind of – he they, they just finish in different ways. Maceo is very, very creative with the teardrop and all of that, whereas Jared sort of gets to the rim and he can hang and do all that kind of stuff. They're just both very creative. And then Davion Mitchell has more just like straight on – He's he's extremely athletic too, and he's bouncy. It's just a different type of athleticism. And he, of course, of the three, is the better defender. And then Stephen, you've got the man who comes off the bench, in in Flagler, and he he brings a whole different kind of game. I think he's got athleticism, but he's also got a lot of mid range game, and he can pull up. So uh, they, uh, it's uh, it's always fun talking a little bit of Baylor basketball. Stephen, did you like seeing the uh, speaking of Baylor basketball? Did you? We did the Big Twelve basketball report brought to you by NeighborWorks Waco yesterday. Uh, was it fun for you to see the Lady Bears back in action? Did you see that? I love it, man. After after one of those games when I get like a Moon Urson updates, Moon Moon. I mean, like twenty points. I mean, she's fun to watch. I just did not. I did not know she was ever going to rise to the point of being like a 20, 20 point score. I did not, I did not see that in her past. And boy, she's become that way. Stephen, did you get a little, did you, did you get excited seeing the Lady Bears back in action? I did, and uh, that was a dominant win, seventy-seven fifty-eight over Oklahoma State last night. Uh, the the Cowgirls are pretty good. They um, had only lost two games in conference play going into that one. And they just led that game from start to finish. And Alyssa Smith was 18 points. You mentioned Moon Erson having 20. And, and you're right. I didn't really see her um, being a, a great scorer like that either. But she's improved a lot. And also someone who has a lot of athleticism. Like when Moon gets up and jumps, um, she can get pretty close to, to the rim there. And, and she's one of the smaller players on the floor. But she just has crazy hops. Um, so nice to see the Lady Bears get a victory, and, yeah, it seems like uh, that Iowa State loss, along with Iowa State being a pretty good team, uh, I feel like a lot of that was due to the fact that they just weren't able to practice together really at all before they had to uh, to host the Cyclones last week. All right, Lady Bears back in action. Always great to see it. Want to uh, continue to take a peek at some of these players that are coming back off protocols. But uh, this team has a ton of talent, and um, – it's just a differently constructed team, and you don't always know. In the past, they've had like one player, uh, like a Lauren Cox, who's just sort of the unquestioned leader. Um, obviously, uh, uh, well, Kalani was, uh, uh, you know, PJ's daughter was uh, unbelievable. Uh, before that, I mean, you know, you could, you knew you could get like twenty and ten. This team kind of it, it varies from night to night. Uh, Nalissa can be that star player so we'll continue to kind of t- check this thing out queen egbo 
obviously brings a lot to the table as far as a low post game. So this is a team that right now is not there. I mean, I this is a, like if they had the tournament tomorrow, I, I don't like this team's chances, but I, I do like the. I think there's a lot of room to grow, and so I think this could be a dangerous tournament team. Whoa, whoa. Some breaking news, apparently. Let's go to the ESPN Central Texas newsroom. Obviously, the Allen Samuel Studios standing by is Stephen Simcox. Matt, some NFC East news. Adam Schefter says the Eagles are hiring Colts offensive coordinator Nick Serini as their head coach. He spent three seasons as a Chiefs assistant coach, but more recently he's been the offensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts on that staff with Frank Reich. He's had that job since 2018. Looks like he's going to be the head coach of the Eagles. Nick Serini, offensive coordinator for the Colts, um, will be hired by the Eagles, according to Adam Schefter. Wow. We can all we can all rest again. We can all breathe. Because Kellen Moore, that means Kellen Moore will be remaining with the Dallas Cowboys. They were interviewing Kellen Moore. The Eagles were. But uh, Kellen Moore did not get that job. It goes to Coach Serini. Stephen, can you give us some details on, like, the age of Coach Serini? He is I mean, 39 you, years old. Okay. Do you think in Eagles land – so my age, Stephen? Yep. Weird, uh, exactly my age. A couple years yeah. older than you. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. Uh, can you uh, – Can you? do you think, like, in Eagles land today, if I just kind of went around Philly and I was just kind of like, hey, what do you all think about Coach Serini? What do you think about this hire – Steven, do you think you think there'll be a lot of joy? <laughs> I think there'll be a lot of expletives followed by "Who's that?" I always find it funny that the Eagles were so happy to finally say goodbye to Andy Reid, and yet they've spent the entire time since he's been gone, like trying to hire somebody like Andy Reid. <laughs> Who's been around Andy? Yep, young offensive-minded coach that's yeah, been on his staff. What if we just got somebody that had Andy's brain, but they've got a younger body? Oh, Coach Serini? Has he been with Andy? Okay, yeah, let's get Coach Serini. <laughs> hey, are they looking for thin Andy Reid? <laughs> Andy Reid on Atkins. <laughs> Man, the Atkins, that has survived the test of time, hasn't it, Stephen? Have you ever tried a little Atkins? Is that, is that the one where I it's have protein not. only? I feel like the Atkins became something else. It maybe it kind of morphed into the South Beach, some things like that. I don't know. I just try that that whole thing about not eating at all. The uh, I like that one where you just kind of like the intermittent it. fasting that you did. Yeah, yeah. And, and the only thing you help yourself to is a couple of pickles now and then. I kind of like that one. I don't know if it's good for you really, but I kind of that that one makes more sense to me. It takes it's the just, weight off. Well, it does, and you don't have to think about it. I mean, the problem with some of those is you're like, you kind of like prepare stuff, you know, like, oh well, I'm on this, I'm on, I'm on Medfast or whatever that is, and I've got to, I've got to make a shake every day. Like some people, like my dad, for instance, like the the making of a shake. There's some joy that's derived in that. Like, oh, oh, cool, we're making a shake. Like I, that to me, there's nothing endearing about that i don't want to have to make a shake i don't want to have to put bananas and stuff together or pour a that's another one steven where you pour some powder into a shake or whatever all right we'll get to steven i i do want to get to um 
your conversation with Rodrigo, the Baylor baseball coach. We'll do that. We'll do that next because Baylor baseball, some interesting news coming out. But, Stephen, can you get to – do you have where you could get to this uh, announcement from uh, the – the head coach, the new head coach of the Detroit Lions. We talked about yep. the new coach of Philadelphia, Coach Serini. We'll kind of get to know him. Steven, spell that last name for me. I'm, I don't always trust the two of us on pronunciations. Uh, give me the, uh, give me Serini. Give me the spelling of that. Yeah, that's fair. It's S I R I A N N I. So it could be like, it ends with an I. Yes. It could be Serena, but you're saying Serini? Right, All but right, I we'll just read it out and listened to it. I'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of the break. Yeah, yeah. In the, let us know if you've heard of this guy. <laughs> you think Stretch knows this guy, Coach Serena? Maybe Stretch knows this guy. Maybe he's had some exposure to Coach uh, Serena. But, uh, Stephen, this was the, the, the new head coach doing his, his – uh, introductory press conference and that you, you got to do these things via zoom now, but the new coach of the Detroit, the, the Detroit lions is a guy I've known for years. Dan Campbell, former Texas A&M tight end played for the Cowboys under Bill Parcells was with the Cowboys. When I started covering the team in about 2003, always liked him, always liked him. Dan's a, Oh, kind of close to my age. I mean, we just kind of came into the league covering the league at the same time and he wasn't covering it he was actually playing in it but I always felt like you know Dan and Romo and Witten and that whole gang Brady James came in uh right around then Terrence Newman that whole gang kind of came in together Stephen this was uh this was Dan Campbell today talking about his philosophy as uh, what the Detroit Lions are going to be about. This place has been kicked, it's been battered, it's been bruised, and I can sit up here and give you coach speak all day long. I can give you, uh, you know, hey, we're going to win this many games. I can't, that, uh, none of that matters, and you guys don't want to hear it anyway. You've had enough of that shit, so excuse my language. All right, here's what I do know, is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city, all right, and the city's been, been down and it found a way to get up, all right? It's found a way to uh, overcome adversity, all right? And so this team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap. And we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing. All right, that's going to be the mentality. <laughs> Biting kneecaps, boy. Off. <laughs> that is uh, that's kind of what we do at ESPN Central Texas. Knock us down. We're going to take your kneecap. Is that what we do, Steven, when management knocks us down? Yeah, we it's just smile that... at them, take their kneecap <laughs> out. It shouldn't be your own management. Oh, man, Steven, that, is, that gets you excited. That gets you excited about uh, about Detroit Lion football. Bite off a knee. Steven, does that seem a little violent to you? Does that seem like a little, a little much from uh, – 
from Dan Campbell? Do you think he came a little strong there? Or do you think the people, <laughs> do you think Lions fans identify with that? And are like, man, this is awesome. Uh, probably a mix. I think it's a little, uh, a little too strong. Sounds a little hokey to me. But I'm sure there are some Detroit fans out there that are like, yeah, let's go. The, the interesting thing is, well, I mean, Matt Patricia was, I never really heard him say things like that, but he seemed to be kind of cut from that same cloth of like, we're going to be physical, we're going to be in your face. I put the pencil in my ear and I wear my hat backwards and I don't care what I look like. And Dan Campbell also feels like a very, very hard-nosed coach. But, um, hey, if they win, then he'll be seen as, you know, just a tough-minded kind of motivator, master motivator type guy. If they lose, then he's just going to look like a meathead. Let me tell you, let me ask you this. Who was the best coach in the in in like our lifetime? Um, actually, at least maybe a little before your lifetime, Stephen. But can you name right off the top of your head the best? Like in your lifetime, who would you say is the best coach of the Detroit Lions? Like who's had the most success? Oh man, um, <laughs> Jim Caldwell. Caldwell got in the playoffs. Yeah. What was Mary? Did Mary Uchi have a tenure there? You know, I guess he did. I'm, I'm, I think of Mary Uchi. I'm trying to think back. I feel like I think of him more with the 49ers. They had a – for our old-timers will remember this, and, and some of our young-timers, guys, I don't know. I'm somewhere in between in my mid-40s. Um, I would say Wayne Fonts is maybe the best coach of the modern era of the uh, Detroit Lions. Now, if you want to go way back, I, I do think they – they had some good teams back in the Dick Night Train Lane days. But I'm talking about in modern history, it would be Wayne Fonts, and that's F-O-N-T-E-S. Mm-hmm. And if you look that up, Stephen, there might have been a time when the great Wayne Fonts led the Detroit Lions to a victory over the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. And that would have been about 1991? Yeah, he was there from, season. Uh, from 88 to 96. Um, and he did win a playoff game. He was uh, NFC Coach of the Year in 1991. And, yeah, Mariucci was there, but his record over three years from 2003 to 2005 was 15 and 28. So was not uh, was not good. That was a rough – man, this, well, just listen to some of these names um, since 2006. Rob Marinelli, Jim Schwartz, uh, Jim Caldwell, and then Matt Patricia and a couple interims before for Dan Campbell. I think Marinelli may have led them to an Owen. He an yeah, he was he was there during the Owen sixteen year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a sad, what a sad. You know that's what you got to say to Cowboys fans. It could always be worse. Okay, the the Lions had a little bit of success in nineteen ninety one, and then it just went back to being putrid. And the Cowboys, that was the dawn of a destiny. So ninety, you know, right right there, ninety three. 92, 93, 95, those seasons. 94, you play in the NFC title game. I mean, those were the days. The problem is the Cowboys have never gone back to since that 96. That um, 96, what well, would have been the calendar year, 96, that they played that uh, Super Bowl in, The uh, they have not been back to a title game. They've been to a division playoff game, divisional playoff game, mm-hmm. never back to a <laughs> conference title game which is happening this 
weekend. Matt, uh, one more thing before we go to break. I'll play some audio from Mike Garofalo. I, I've unlocked the uh, the Eagles head coach last name dilemma, so I'll, I'll let you hear how it's pronounced. Their head coaching job. Today they are speaking with Colts offensive coordinator Nick Sirianni for the position. Siri- Sirianni. Okay, Nick Sirianni. All right. By the way, his name is Mike Garofolo. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Garofalo? Uh-uh. I thought it was like Jimmy Garofalo. No, you're thinking there's a there's a former uh, or she's still a comedian named Jeannie uh Garofalo. But Mike is Garofolo. Mm. It's actually a actually an old buddy. All right, not Steven. anymore. <laughs> she just hammered his. We got to get Mike on. Mike, wait. That should be our first question. Can you tell us the, how do you say the first name of the the Eagles' new coach? <laughs> Does that strike fear in the heart of Cowboys Nation? Sirianni, the head, the new head coach, the thirty nine year old coach. Uh, let, let us hear from you. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Would you prefer Coach Sirianni? to Coach McCarthy. <laughs> Don't answer that. Don't answer that. All right, it is time. We're going to talk a little Baylor baseball, and uh, Stephen had a, a visit with uh, Coach Rodriguez, and, in fact, Coach Rodriguez is going to join us tomorrow. We'll hear a little bit from Coach Rodriguez next. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Keep the umbrella handy once again today. We'll see cloudy skies with periods of rain, even some isolated fog in some spots. High temperatures, though, will be a little bit warmer with a high of 65 degrees. Mostly cloudy skies tonight, just a 30% chance of rain. We drop to 54 and partly sunny tomorrow. I'm going to keep it dry with a high of 65. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecast. First, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Tim Mulkey and the Lady Bears, all season long, here on the home of Lady Bear Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. It's the Lady Bears in Oklahoma Saturday in the Farrell Center. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday. Tune in to Bruce Geetson and Maggie Davis-Stanette for Baylor Lady Bear Basketball all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, have you thought about buying your first home and weren't sure where to start or if you qualify? Well, it's Matt Mosley the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texans in the home buying process for the past 27 years, and they are ready to assist you not enough money for down payment or low credit score. NeighborWorks Waco has programs that help you improve your credit score and they help you get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Plus, to make sure you know what to look for in selecting that perfect home for you and your family, call 254-752-1647 or visit the website at nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco is currently operating with social distancing protocol in place so that you can access our programs knowing your safety is their highest priority. NeighborWorks Waco is your trusted source for home ownership the right way. Why not start off the new year in a new Ram truck? The Start Something New sales event is in full swing at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. 
Right now, take $10,000 off MSRP on a new 2021 Ram 1500 Lone Star with 12-inch touchscreen and 20s. Or $7,000 off MSRP on a new Ram 2500 Crew Cab Bighorn. Cameron Autoplex is your Central Texas truck authority. So make that short drive and let us prove to you why it's always cheaper and easier in Cameron. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinks with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. Number nine, Lady Bears bounced back with a win on the road at Oklahoma State. Moon Urson led the Lady Bears in scoring with 20 points. Lady Bears are back home on Saturday, hosting Oklahoma. Tip is at 7 o'clock. Big 12 is still having games postponed as number 12 Texas Tech had its second Big 12 game postponed this week because of COVID-19 issues for its scheduled opponent. The conference postponed the Red Raiders' home game Saturday against Iowa State, which will be the fourth game in a row the Cyclones will not be able to play. UMHB men's and women's basketball are on the road today for conference play in to face Harden-Simmons. Women's tip at 5.30, followed by the men at 7.30. Both teams are on a two-game winning streak, and the men remain undefeated in conference play. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Yeah, a little Van Halen for you. Yeah, this is when uh, Steven, this was, uh, I believe that would be David Lee Ross, uh, voice you're hearing. That's a good one right there. Is, it, is this Panama? I guess it is. Anyway, yes, you're right, um, it's Panama. Okay, all right. I just, it was taking them a little while to get to it. Yeah, this, this one builds. Here we go. This is when kids my age, the kids that were born when I was born in the uh, early to mid-70s, we were watching a lot of MTV 
And, Stephen, you don't even think of MTV like we think of MTV. When you were born, MTV had become some sort of, like, reality channel. Have reality yeah. shows and stuff. Back then, they used to have videos, and we would watch Rat, and Rat spelled R-A-T-T, and all these uh, bands. Yeah, really, that was, uh, that was part of our childhood, Stephen. They did not, I don't think MTV, no, uh, no Amy Grant or uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman, and um, still think my parents are recovering from that era I went through where I would not let them, like, anywhere we went, we had to have Kojo in the Dallas area. <laughs> I think it was Kojo FM. Then it became KLTY, but uh, yes, yes, we were constantly having to change it to, uh, to that. Man, KLTY used to come in loud and clear in Waco. I don't think it still does, but, yeah, we, I, we used to drive around listening to, to KLTY in the minivan. Safe for the whole family, Stephen. That's safe right. For the whole, is this show safe for the whole family most times? Most of the time, yeah. Most of the time, I think it is. Um, Stephen, uh, unless you don't Dwayne like hearing Hat- me mispronounce names, that's about it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. What'd you call this this newest coach of the Eagles? Called him Sirianni. It's Sirianni. And then when I found out it was Sirianni, I called uh, Mike Garofalo. Mike Garofalo. It was a, yeah, it's a good it's okay. first segment. These things, these things happen. Uh, you and I are from small towns. It takes us a while, every once in a while. But once we get it, man, it, we get it forever. Um, Stephen, uh, I, I did see that uh, the Washington football team, their quarterback, their first-round pick from a couple of years ago, uh, Dwayne Haskins, has reached an agreement on a one-year contract with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, that is interesting to me. Could they kind of – get him going again and build him back up and see what he has and uh, try to kind of turn his career around a little bit with Big Ben showing that he is uh, – all these players are walking away. Big Ben's knocking on 40's door. I think uh, with Rivers walking away and Breeze walking away, where is Big Ben in all this? I think Big Ben still wants to play a little bit. Obviously, at times, he still has it. But uh, I, th- I find that very interesting, that Haskins could go and be with Tomlin and maybe get some things turned around in his life. I would say, Stephen, from a stability standpoint, the Pittsburgh Steelers might be a good organization for him. That might also be a sign to uh, Mason Rudolph that, eh, Mason, I, you know, you're, we're bringing in, uh, we don't know for sure if you are our future quarterback. I think we already kind of thought that, but uh, – I would say this is not a great sign for the young Mason Rudolph, former Oklahoma State great. I don't think so either. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I feel like Dwayne Haskins with the Steelers, it is a stable organization. They don't really put up with mess. When we saw what they did with Antonio Brown, who was an amazing player, Dwayne Haskins on that level and gives him a chance to learn from Ben. I know one of the knocks on him with Washington was that work ethic piece and um, not really understanding how to be a professional. So, uh, he, he'll under, he'll get a better understanding of what it takes week in and week out to uh, to prepare for NFL games and NFL life with uh, with that Steelers organization. All right, uh, uh, Mosley and Simcox with you on ESPN Central Texas from one to two o'clock every day, and, and I know you keep asking for more of us. Um, for now, let's just do an hour. It's fun. We'll do an hour and and uh, we'll see where it goes. And then the JMO show, of course, John Morris that begins every day. At two o'clock now, the Baylor baseball coach uh, Steve Rodrigo Rodriguez uh, did a Zoom call with assembled local media yesterday. Now, Coach Rodrigo 
will uh, will return to the Matt Mosley show, his favorite uh, show locally. Uh, that'll happen tomorrow. And Stephen, I think we have that nailed down for one forty. Is that correct? Uh, tomorrow? Yes, one forty tomorrow. In, mm-hmm. Okay, that was up in the air for a little bit, but we got that nailed down. One forty tomorrow afternoon. You'll get to hear from Rodrigo himself, and I'm anxious, Stephen, to ask him about Blake Shapin. Ah, yes, the the young Baylor quarterback who can also play some shortstop. Where does he fit into things? Because Baylor obviously lost one of its great middle infielders to the draft. And uh, we shall see where uh, where Blake Shapen ends up. Stephen, you had an opportunity to jump in here on this Zoom call and ask a couple of uh, questions of Rodrigo himself. Would you kind of lead us through this? Sure. Uh, yeah, this first question is me asking Coach Rod. Uh, typically, you know, once conference play starts, uh, Baylor and and other college baseball teams will play a midweek game on Tuesdays, a non-conference game. So I asked Coach Rod if they were going to stick to that format, stick to that uh, usual schedule um, in the new year. On the schedule front, you mentioned revamping that non-conference schedule. So just from like a format perspective, are are you looking at typically playing, you know, your midweek game and then the weekend series, or is that still kind of up in the air? How is that just on day, day of the week and that kind of thing? Um, it's, it's, that's a really good question. Uh, we're, we're maneuvering some of those things right now. Um, the weekends are still going to be there. Uh, we're probably going to have a, we're trying to, trying to play a few more four game weekends with our non-conference if possible. Um, but we still have a bunch of Tuesday games and a couple Wednesday games, um, in the mix. So I don't think anything in regards to that, in regards to formatting, uh, will change just because we still have certain protocols that we're going to have to maintain with our days off from the NCAA. Uh, the testing protocols that we'll have to do just based on our conference and our school. So there's still certain things that we're going to have to do that are going to have to fit within those guidelines. And uh, then just one more on on the roster front, you you talked about, you know, the competition and having so many guys, how important is it for everyone just to to stay ready with uh, the possibility of losing somebody to contact tracing or or COVID protocols or whatever could happen during the season? Oh, it's, that's one of the things that we have already discussed with them is that, you know, the opportunity is going to be, huge for people and they have to be ready. I'm not, there's going to be times I'm not going to have the opportunity to say, Hey, you know, you're going to be starting five days from now. It could be you're starting tomorrow or you, I need you to go in and you're going to throw two innings on this day, just because uh, we just don't know with the testing protocols and things. And when we get the results, how those things are going to play out, but all of our infielders know they're going to have to learn how to play every position um, just in case something happens with contact tracing. So it's going to be really important for our guys to be really flexible. And I'll be honest, Stephen, they they have done an amazing job so far just throughout the fall and into this early part of the spring the, where they, they just understand that it's just going to be different and they're rolling with it. Like, it, it's been pretty impressive. Okay, I like that, Stephen. You kind of took over the news conference. And uh, Coach uh, liked your question. Rodrigo uh, thinks the – the roster has reacted well. You know, I've gotten the feeling, and I brought this to the air before my accident, Stephen, that Blake uh, Shapen, the, uh, they're going to have to work that out. We talked to Coach Aranda recently about how he's going to be able to help the football team in the spring and also, you know, of course, be there for the baseball team. Stephen, I, I get the feeling that, uh, and of course, you know, they're, they're, they have to replenish. They they, they lost some, some really good talent, but they have some good some, – some, some really good talent coming back. I don't think Blake Shapin is someone going in there like, hey, I'm, 
I'm here to be a backup kind of guy. Like he's he's going to play him himself into the uh, into the starting lineup at some point. So mm-hmm. this isn't your football guy who kind of occasionally goes over there. Sometimes you see great athletes uh, do that. Kyler obviously was taken ninth overall, I believe, by the Oakland A's, and he had great talent in baseball, and he was able to show that. A lot of times, though, football players are just sort of there um, to add a little depth and that kind of thing. Steven, I don't get that sense with Shapin. In fact, I, I, I don't know. I sometimes go back and forth on whether I think Shapin's like, 60% of baseball player, 40% of football player. Uh-huh. Maybe it's 50-50. I know he wanted the chance to play both. But uh, I think Shapin's, from what I can tell from our past conversations with Rodrigo, is a pretty big-time baseball player. No, you're, you're right. I mean, I remember when he got recruited and committed, uh, he was seen more as a Power 5 baseball prospect than a football prospect. And one of the reasons he came to Baylor was because Coach Rod and Coach Aranda – it told him they were going to work really hard to make sure he could do both. But um, I feel like, honestly, he kind of surprised. Well, I don't know if he's surprised. I, I can't say that for sure. But I, I was surprised at how much his name came up on the uh, the football front from Coach Aranda this fall when he would talk about the quarterbacks. You know, he made it a point to mention Blake Shapin as someone that was kind of in the mix behind Charlie along with Zeno and Bohannon. And uh, I, I certainly feel like he's going to be – someone who plays a lot at that shortstop position, and he probably won't get as many reps in the spring because of it um, on on the football side. But, yeah, I think he's an important part of the baseball team. He's not just uh, a depth guy or somebody that's going to run out there and, and steal a couple bases late in late innings or something like that. Steven Simcox, Matt Mosley uh, going through the afternoon, the 1 o'clock program, ESPN Central Texas. And, Stephen, can you walk us through real quick, um, and we'll talk more to the coach tomorrow, but did you get a sense of why the, uh, you know, it was proposed, of course, to have these four-game conference series um, on on weekends, and and that was voted down. Um, can, can you give us a reason as to why and why maybe – they decided to just stick with what they've done in the past, which sometimes is a, like a Friday game in a place, and then they mm-hmm. you go somewhere. Saturday. I could understand with the protocols why you would want to just be in one place and show up somewhere on a Friday and play the three games. How how is all that going to look uh, under you know with 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 which way they voted on on Big Twelve baseball? So the athletic directors ended up voting on the typical. Um, 24 game schedule which means ev- you're going to play every Big 12 team in a three game series. Uh, Coach Rod said he was actually um, excited about the possibility of four game series and the reason him and other coaches agreed to that was because uh, they wanted to play four games in three days. So the idea was um, you have like a double header on maybe Saturday and you, you get that extra game in and then if uh, you miss some time at some point you have more games that have been played and I didn't really get a clear answer on why the uh, the ADs decided to go to your typical three-game schedule. Um, but he also said that as far as kind of non-conference games go, um, they're not going to travel as much. So, And, and they typically do this, but uh, I would expect um, even some of their non-conference weekend series to be against teams like UTA, Dallas Baptist, uh, Stephen F. Austin, Sam Houston, like teams within the state because they're not really trying to uh, to expose themselves um, on on getting on planes and, and everything if they don't have to. 
they're going to try to save that for conference play. All right, yeah that that is um, that is all interesting, Stephen. One thing I would add, I wouldn't try to schedule Dallas Baptist too much. Right? Yeah, they're they're pretty good. UTA is pretty solid too. I mean, honestly, and Sam Houston's had some good teams. Like that, that's the tough thing about it is these um, sort of smaller schools. I guess you could call them group of five schools in the state of Texas. They have good programs. They're not just kind of walkover exhibition opponents. I'd go across town, and I mean, I assume MCC still has great baseball program they always have they do yeah former Baylor uh, assistant Mitch Thompson there he does a good job yeah I'd get I'd call Mitch and say hey let's have some uh can you do that I feel like they've done that in the past they used to do that occasionally where MCC I just can't remember the can't remember the rules on that it almost would have to be in a format like a exhibition type format um early in a season or something but my gosh some of the players that have come through there Buner, Listash, I mean, some of the some of the greats. In fact, uh, um, Richard Goff, uh, one of our friends over uh, over at uh, Richard Cars, uh, you know, he he was uh, I think MCC and then made the move over to Baylor, and a lot of people have done that in the past. But man, you talk about a guy that had a gun from the outfield, um, boy, he could. Richard Goff could gun him down at the plate, Stephen. You know how I know that? Did it happen to you? No, no. Richard's told me. No, <laughs> couple times. No, I'm kidding. He was really good. He and he's not the kind that would brag on himself. All right, Mosley Show with Simcox, uh, rolling through a uh, what is today, Stephen? Are we at Thursday? Yeah, I think we. I think we've hit Thursday. It's been kind of an interesting week on a lot of fronts. Had the uh, the inauguration yesterday, so we had a lot going on. Uh, next, though, we're going to start kind of easing into the weekend for you. And as you're kind of looking at these games, these NFC and AFC title games, we want to get you ready for it. And uh, I want to look at, I'm going to look into some keys to these games, and I'm going to tell you a couple of things I see with the quarterback position that has me excited about this weekend uh, more than maybe any other weekend uh, in recent years. We'll discuss next. Recently on the John Moore Show. Dan Schulman, ESPN, our guest. I was uh, saying earlier in the hour, Dan, uh, kind of telling your, your travel story about how when you go on a road trip, you go on a serious road trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I'm Canadian for those who don't right, know right. down there, and I, I still, I've always lived in Canada, so... During the pandemic, we had in Canada a 14-day quarantine whenever you come back to Canada. So they installed a kit in my house that a lot of people have. So I called about six or seven games from home while uh, over the holidays. And now I'm back down in the U.S. Uh, my trip started in Waco, actually. I flew from Toronto to Dallas, drove to Waco. And because I can't go back and forth, I believe I am now uh, away from home for the duration of the regular season, like through championship week. So I am very lucky I have a supportive, independent wife. Listen to the voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. At Genco, our goal is to build long-lasting relationships while providing complete financial solutions for each step of life's journey. Our members enjoy fewer fees, lower rates on loans of all types, 
and higher yields on a wide variety of savings options. That's just a small part of the credit union difference. Visit Genco online, on Facebook, or come by one of our five locations today. Apply online for membership. Genco FCU, my money, my future, my credit union. Since 1953, NCUA Equal Housing Lender. If you're in need of professional car repair, how about you take your vehicle to a place that is locally owned and operated for 20 plus years, a place with a drive-up canopy, meaning you don't have to park your car when you need service, a AAA shop, a Blue Seal ASC certified shop, not to mention the cleanest shop in town, and winner of the best auto repair award since 2002, a place where customer satisfaction is the number one priority, Freddie Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco, open Monday through Friday, 730 to 530, Freddie Kish Complete Car Care Center, like they say, where your troubles are our business. Cold weather is here and many of you are realizing it's time to replace those old drafty windows. Call Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas and schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows are sealed with Duralight. That's a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. And right now, they're offering 0% financing for 60 months. That's right, 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct of Central Texas for a free in-home estimate. That's online at UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com, UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com, or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. 301-7760. And be sure and check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. When you drive drowsy, you may see things that aren't oh, there. A pink armadillo in the road. How pretty. And there's my Aunt Angie riding a sparkly unicorn. However, you may not see things that are there until it's too late. Oh, an oncoming car? So always get plenty of rest before long trips. Take breaks, share the wheel, and avoid driving in the middle of the night. Oh, a friendly nurse. Be safe. Drive smart. Brought to you by TxDOT. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by Jesse Britt Automotive. Number nine, Lady Bears bounced back with a win on the road at Oklahoma State. Moon Urson led the Lady Bears in scoring with 20 points. Lady Bears are back home on Saturday, hosting Oklahoma. Tip is at 7 o'clock. Big 12 is still having games postponed as number 12, Texas Tech, had its second Big 12 game postponed this week because of COVID-19 issues for its scheduled opponent. The conference postponed the Red Raiders' home game Saturday against Iowa State, which will be the fourth game in a row the Cyclones will not be able to play. UMHB men's and women's basketball are on the road today for conference play in Abilene to face Harden-Simmons. Women's tip at 5.30, followed by the men at 7.30. Both teams are on a two-game winning streak, and the men remain undefeated in conference play. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The hook part of these songs, I, I just can't make myself talk over them. It just takes a little while to get to them. It's the only issue. We don't have much time. It's a one-hour program. Here we go. Here we go. Oh man. 
Right there. Right there. That's just, every once in a while, you'd have like a fake band come to your school, and they would, here we go. Turn that up, Steven, if you don't mind, right here. Metal help will make you crazy. Here's the next line. Yep, yep. I think that may be a little rat involved in that. Round and Round was probably their biggest song. And there were some there were some uh, people like, uh, uh, there was a group that had like Sister, there was a group called Sister Christian. And, uh, uh Man, they just they a lot of like one-hit wonder types, but uh, they were okay. Night Ranger actually had the song Sister Christian, and um, they were good. They were actually good. They just, they just, you know, some of these bands, they couldn't quite put the hits together. They weren't quite like Van Halen, some of these like Motley Crue. Yesterday I was driving around, and I got some Guns N' Roses going, Sweet Child of Mine. Steven, that's what you need to become well-versed in. I mean, that, that kind of like driving home to McGregor, if you've had a rough day, if you got some calls, if you had trouble with management, you got to put some of that on, Stephen, and uh, and that'll that'll just kind of help clear the air. A little sweet child of mine. I think we used to we used to run out and when I was in high school, my uh, my junior varsity team, maybe even high school, we would come out to uh, um, uh, oh the uh, jungle song. Um, Welcome to the jungle. Sorry. Welcome to the jungle. Yes, that's a good yes. one. Yeah, that's that good. Was, that pipe, was, hump up, pipe up song. <laughs> yeah, up song. yeah, and I mean, we would call like our gym. That was kind of like "Welcome to the Jungle," uh, and and then teams like Cedar Hill and Lancaster and Wilmer Hutchins would then come into our gym and spank us by about fifty. Like they they really felt the welcome mat. I mean, it was not those were not difficult games for those teams. We were we were a team Kaufman, which did not uh, deserve to be at that elevated status of Class Four A. But they took our attendance one time. We were like one person over the limit, and they moved us up to 4A my senior year, and we just got spanked over and over again until my final game of my career, Stephen, and we beat we beat on the road Midlothian. We took down the Midlothian. Let's see, golly, if I don't know the mascots, I think, I think, uh, I think that's I get docked in pay by Tom Barfield. Let's see, the it's a Metroplex Panthers. Yeah, it's a Metroplex school. It's okay. I think they were the Panthers. Okay. Oh, he's okay with that. All right. There was something I didn't know one time, and I mean, I literally, I don't think he's ever forgiven me. And we won't mention, we won't mention that, even though I had friends that came from that school. All right. It's the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. Stephen, let me ask you this, and I'll ask our people this: two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Which of the the conference uh, uh, title games, a- NFC, AFC title games, which one are you most excited about? I mean, I, I, I kind of, I, I, I could go, I could really make an argument. I feel like both ways, and part of the reason is one of the few times we've got, if if Mahomes is able to play, we got like three of the goats. We got three of the goats. I mean, we got three. Of the greatest of all time. And then, you know, Josh Allen has kind of, he's been able to climb into that conversation as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Stephen, I mean, this is a, this weekend is an argument for, hey, you got to get Dak done. You can't be starting over. You got to have, you got to have one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game to even have a chance at this. 
And that is what we're staring at. And I, I just the the Rogers Brady thing is just almost too good to be true. Now, Aaron, after getting angry at them taking a quarterback in the first round, the kid out of Nevada? I always forget. Oh no, Utah State. Yeah, Utah State. Uh, Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jordan Love. We had we've never heard from Jordan Love again. Rogers has been on fire this season. I got to think in Lambeau with the season he's had. This, this is Stephen. I don't. We'll look at lines tomorrow and we'll pick against the line. I I just and I was making this argument last year at the same time. And for some reason, everybody was like down on. Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm like, why? How could you? I mean, they keep knocking on the door. They got rid of uh, Mike McCarthy. He comes to the Cowboys, and where did they go? They went back to the NFC title game. I mean, it's like I don't know why they were trying to knock Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why in the world you feel you're feeling like you've got to take a quarterback in the first round. This guy is insanely good. I like the. I as I get closer to this game, I like the Packers. I mean, I like the Packers a lot. I mean, maybe that's unfair. I think Tampa Bay has a great young defense. I, I, I just feel like, and I know in that first matchup, Tampa Bay put it on them. I get that. I remember it. I remember it. It was a weird game. It was like week two or three of the season, or maybe it was week four. I remember it. I know what happened in that game. But, Stephen, I just, as we get closer to this game, I'm really, really liking Green Bay, I like the fact that they have uh, some excitement at running back. I like when they go with the two backs, and they'll put that one back in motion, and they just run it and run it and run it. And it just, teams have an extremely tough time stopping it. I I like where Green Bay is. And all that Green Bay needed to do, Stephen, to get back to their winning ways was what? Get rid of Fire Mike Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. Get rid of the Cowboys coach. That's right. Um, man, you you have almost sold me on this NFC title game because when you first started asking that question, I thought, well, t- to me, it's a no-brainer. As long as Mahomes can play, which he is still in concussion protocol, but he's been practicing on a limited basis the past couple of days. So I feel like there's a, a really good chance that he gives it a go. Um, and one note on that Green Bay game, too, I just looked. 28 degrees at kickoff, but no snow in the forecast. Snow earlier in the day, but no snow at kickoff. So probably won't see any snow showers, uh, which I guess could be good or bad, depending on what what you want. Good for the the possibility of of more points being scored and seeing those quarterbacks, those great quarterbacks, go at it full throttle. But, Matt, I'm I'm fired up for this AFC title game. You got the Bills, um, which is one of the most tortured fan bases in sports. Uh, A great story. They have somehow, uh, Dieball and um, uh, McDermott have gotten Josh Allen to be accurate and have found out how to use all that arm talent. I mean, even at Wyoming, he was just completing barely over 50% of his passes, and now he's a much more efficient QB. Stephon Diggs has been a revelation for them. Cole Beasley uh, has been really good in that receiving core as well. They have a, a good physical defense. And then the Chiefs, um, I, I mean, the way they got there, just the courage of Andy Reid to go for it on fourth and inches and to throw the ball with Chad Henney. Mahomes is the best player in the league right now. Uh, that Kansas City team has been an absolute machine the last few years. So can that Bills defense slow it down? Can Josh Allen go toe-to-toe with Pat Mahomes? I'm, I'm excited to see this AFC title game. 
and see if this Bills team can really challenge a Kansas City team that aside from that one kind of uh, fluky loss to the Raiders has just really run through the schedule all year long. Yeah, I, I right now, heading into tomorrow, and we'll give our picks tomorrow, we'll look a little bit harder at the lines in those games, Stephen. I, I'm leaning toward... I'm leaning toward uh, Chiefs to cover, Chiefs to win, obviously, and I'm leaning toward Packers to cover, Packers to win. Now, I got to look at that line on that Packers game because I could end up going Bucks to cover, Packers to win. That That's a possibility. We got to look harder at that. We'll give our picks tomorrow. Uh, who knows who we'll have on. I mean, we uh, – we, Stephen and I have this weird little thing that we do. We look kind of like doing the radio show ourselves, so we're not constantly booking guests. But I'll tell you what, I love it when old J-Mo gets like somebody like Dan Schulman. That was really good uh, yesterday. He's always got some really fun guests. And uh, just his stuff on Baylor is just so good because nobody has the insight that J-Mo has. That show is about to start. So we will clear out of the way. Uh, for J-Mo, and then, of course, it's Glenn Stretch-Smith, and then it's the Game Time Show with Tommy Barfield, and that happens from 4 to 6 each day. It's an interesting lineup. It's a, it's a, a lot of diversity. Stephen, is that true, diversity? I think that's the wrong word. Uh, but it, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, we will see you tomorrow on Friday with all our picks and Steve Rodrigo at 140 tomorrow, the Baylor baseball coach. Okay, everybody. Have a great day.